Hey everyone, I'm Kelly Mobeck, a coach and a leadership trainer, and I'm super passionate about helping you find out who you are authentically as a leader, own it, and go out and make an impact in your life and the lives of others. This world needs your leadership, your gifts, your unique brilliance, and I believe that real leaders don't wait, they create. I know firsthand that life is gonna throw us curveballs, that we're gonna doubt our greatness, our ideas, and our contributions. And my goal is that you believe in yourself beyond reason, and I get to be a coach and a champion for you each week so that you feel inspired, motivated, and most important, in action toward your unique impact in this world. So let's jump in. Hi there, everyone. Welcome to today's episode. I'm Coach Kelly, and today we are going to dive into the rules we make up that stop us from moving forward with what we want in our lives, also known as self-limiting beliefs. This is a key principle in taking the lead in your life, and This will assist you in really getting to know your imposter that we addressed in episode four. And remember, the more you know, the more you grow and the more you'll take the lead in your life. So last week in episode six, we talked about creating yourself versus finding yourself. And by understanding what our self-limiting beliefs are, that will assist us in creating ourselves. We've talked a lot the last several episodes about we being in charge of the experiences we have in our life. And we're going to continue to take that further, which I'm really excited about. Today's topic can be a little tricky, and I can probably do an entire series on this one. So as we go through this, if you find yourself having questions go to my website, kellyjmobeck.com, connect with me, and in the comments, ask your questions, and we will keep addressing them. Remember, we're here to work on these things together. So let's dive in. What are self-limiting beliefs? Self-limiting beliefs are perceptions and assumptions that we've got about ourselves and about the way the world works. These assumptions are self-limiting because they hold us back from achieving what we're capable of in some ways. From a very early age in childhood, somewhere between the ages of three and seven, we begin to form beliefs about the world and our place in it. Our brains are really, really great at spotting patterns and making associations, so we constantly process the stream of information about the world around us and use it to form our beliefs. Why we form beliefs is to help us understand the world and stay safe. That's the positive intent. When we're young, these beliefs are usually based on our own experiences and shaped by our parents or other dominant figures in our lives. We begin to make up rules in our life like If I hit someone, I'm going to get in trouble, so hitting people must be bad. If I say please and thank you, I get rewarded, so being polite must be good. See the rules that we start to create? 
I had a belief as a child until I was in my early 30s that it was not okay to ask people questions about their life. If they wanted me to know, they would tell me. I was actually told that. Now, I probably took it to extreme, um, but I believed it 100%. I made up all sorts of rules from this, one being it's not okay to be curious. Now, I was never told it's not okay to be curious. I was told, don't ask questions about people's lives. If they want you to know, they'll tell you. But I made up from that, that it was not okay to be curious. That was now a rule that I believed. And, um, you know, I had this strong belief, don't ask, don't be nosy. Can you imagine how I must have had to unpack that rule and belief and create some new ones when I went back to school to become a coach? Oh my gosh, it was crazy. I really thought when on, I remember that first day in school in coach training and I thought, "Uh uh-oh, I'm heading into the wrong profession because, you know, I had a rule. Don't be curious. Well, as coaches, we're extremely curious. So as we get older, we start to form more beliefs and are able to draw on a much wider range of sources, such as books, movies, TV advertisements, the behavior of our peers and our colleagues and our friends and family, and so on and on and on. The core beliefs that we formed as young children can be very powerful, and even when we encounter new information or explanations, we often cling to our old beliefs. Remember, the purpose of that is to keep us safe because our beliefs are right, and we don't wake up in the morning looking for opportunities to be wrong. We want to be right. We don't like being wrong. Once we formed a belief, we will continue to look for more evidence to support that belief and to discount any evidence that doesn't support our belief. This gives us a solid foundation for understanding a world that otherwise would seriously be super confusing. But it also means that beliefs can be really hard to get rid of, even when they're holding us back. And our beliefs are pretty resistant to change. How many of you say to yourself, I don't like change? I hear that a lot in my profession. However, I will tell you, change is one of the very things that people come to me to work with because the thing that we can be certainly certain about, change is going to happen. As human beings, sometimes we resist change because it's uncomfortable or perhaps we make up we're not going to be safe. This is why many of our beliefs are limiting Patterns that we observed as a child that helped us navigate through kindergarten or the school playground, they may not actually serve us in the adult world. Something I want you to know, beliefs aren't facts. They may or may not be true or helpful, but they still dictate the way we behave in life. If we believe that we're not good enough, we won't put ourselves forward for like a promotion or move forward in our businesses, our careers, maybe take a leap of faith in creating something different in our life. And, you know, seeing someone else get promoted ahead of us will then reinforce that same belief. So beliefs like that are self-limiting. They limit our horizons and they hold us back from doing things that we really, really want to do. 
So some examples of limiting beliefs in business. Let's take this to a business level. Beliefs lead to actions or non-actions. So let's look at some of the self-limiting beliefs, examples that could stop you from achieving business successes. As we go through these, notice the rules that are made up. Remember, we run these like tapes on repeat in our head. And remember the imposter from episode four. Oh boy, our imposter really loves our self-limiting beliefs. So let's run through a couple of these. One, I don't have enough experience or qualifications. This is such a common limiting belief. We often believe that we have enough experience, education, etc., before we think about moving forward in our careers. There are particular situations in which this is really true. You can't be a lawyer without a law degree, for example, but there are also plenty of situations in which it's a limiting belief based more on a lack of confidence than a business truth. Okay, so again, we often believe that we have to have enough experience education, et cetera, before we can think about moving forward. But I ask you, is that really true? All of us start out with no experience. So if you can't get your dream job, get a job that'll get you closer to it. If you need qualifications, find a way to get them. Notice, get in action so that you can squash the belief that's limiting you. In entrepreneurship, lack of experience is rarely a problem except in the entrepreneur's mind. A simple example we'll take is Mark Zuckerberg. He had no experience of running social networks or of running anything before founding Facebook. Look at many successful entrepreneurs and you'll find people whose main qualifications are confidence and determination and a ton of grit and a willingness to learn along the way. They're also super clear about what they're passionate about, what their purpose is, but they definitely don't have all the answers, and they don't let that get in their way. Another self-limiting belief could be, someone else can probably do this better than me. Have you ever had a business idea only to give up on it because you thought someone else had probably already done it or could do it better? This is another limiting belief. Sure, there's always going to be competition out there, and some of your competitors will have more resources or will do certain things better than you, and you can still find your own competitive edge. Here's one I hear a lot. I'm too old or I'm too young. Believe me when I say this, this can go either way. I'm either too old or too young, which is evidence that it's probably not true. Some of us believe we're too old to start a business or pursue whatever goal we've got in mind, while others believe we're too young. The reality, of course, is that age is not the barrier, except in our mind. So there'd be some work to do there. Here's another one. I don't have the money. Lack of capital is, of course, a real barrier in the business world, but there are often ways to start a business without much money or to raise funding. And so it's about looking at resources. I don't have the time. Like lack of money, lack of time can be a real challenge and it can also be overcome. If you're using it as an excuse for not being in action on your business idea, it could be because it's a limiting belief for you. I don't have the motivation. So I'm going to go back to entrepreneurs because entrepreneurs 
often are people that that are like seem like a different species sometimes because they often seem to have so much more energy and motivation. The reality, however, is that they're people just like everyone else. And many times they've struggled to motivate themselves to continue. What they haven't done is taken the lack of motivation on board as permanent, defining their characteristic in their life. And that's really important because it changes the rule that we make up that I just don't have the motivation. So how do we identify our limiting beliefs? Most limiting beliefs are subconscious. So it may take some work to uncover them. And here are some strategies you can use to discover your own self-limiting beliefs. Start with getting a real neutral evaluation of what's going on in your life. No blame goes here. I cannot repeat that enough. No blame goes here. Many of us set goals or resolutions around the new year, and many of us fall short, often around the end of January. Then we go ahead and beat ourselves up over it and start the cycle all over again next year. Does that sound familiar to anyone? If that sounds like your experience, it could well be that limiting beliefs have held you back from achieving your goals. So set aside blame and simply look at what didn't work. So I'm going to give you some questions that you can ask yourself when you take that neutral look back. First question is, was the goal or goals realistic? Were they realistic in your life at that time? Were your goals realistic? If so, why didn't you meet them? And this is where you're just going to separate facts versus whatever you make up. Was it due to external factors or your own behavior and actions, or was it a combination of both? So again, why didn't I meet them? Was it due to external factors or your own behavior, actions, or a combination of both? Focusing on your own behavior, what would you do differently? That's our next question. Focusing on your own behavior, what would you do differently? What stopped you from not doing it at that time? Again, what stopped you from not doing it at that time? What outcomes were you most afraid of or concerned about? What are the outcomes that you were most afraid of and or concerned about? What patterns can you observe? Our minds are really good at this. When we stop and we look, our brains will tell us what the patterns are. So what patterns can you observe? And then at times when you felt blocked or stuck, what was it that prevented you from taking the action? So again, at the times when you felt blocked or stuck, what was it that prevented you from taking the action? What rules were in play? What were the rules you made up? What did you make up about it? Or what stories did you tell yourself? And then finally, What beliefs were running the show? What beliefs did you have and what beliefs were running the show? Did they limit you or move you forward? 
You can also use similar questions if you're struggling right now with a project or a goal that intimidates you or something you might be procrastinating on or not clear. I would use those questions to see what's getting in your way. There's something in the area of self-limiting beliefs that are probably stopping you. So make sure you make a lot of notes. And again, without any judgment of yourself or blame or even judgment or blame of others, that's important too. As if you're evaluating the situation from the outside, like you're this neutral observer kind of at that 30,000 foot level looking down at what happened. You're really going for facts versus whatever you made up about it. Sometimes I call that the crap we make up, okay? So you can also do some further reflecting and or journaling um, and some STEM questions here that I think could be really helpful are, I can't possibly do X because, and wherever the X is, is an important goal for you. So that's what X is. I can't possibly do X because, and then answer that. Write down all the reasons that come to mind as quickly as you can without judging how valid they are. Some of them will probably sound ridiculous or crazy, but some, maybe even the crazy ones, will point to the rules you have made up, thus you're finding out what your self-limiting beliefs are. And then once you've identified your self-limiting beliefs, you probably will want to shift them, yeah? So let's do that. Let's begin with understanding the purpose of a self-limiting belief. This may sound strange. These are limiting beliefs that are holding you back. So what purpose could they have? The point is that all beliefs have a purpose and positive intent. And usually that purpose is somehow connected to keeping you safe and or protecting you from pain and any other negative outcome. In the case of limiting beliefs, this purpose may be misinformed, but it does exist. And that's why it's so powerful. For example, you may be blocked from making progress by by the belief that you shouldn't do anything unless you can do it perfectly. And let me just say this, perfectionism can be crippling But at its core, it's probably protecting you from the pain or humiliation that you believe will result if you put less than perfect work out in the world. Ooh, that's a goodie. So question them. Once you've identified the purpose of your beliefs and where they came from, start to question whether it's still true or even useful. Question that. In the perfection example, ask yourself what the outcome would be if you did let yourself launch a product or business that contains some flaws. Is that worse than the outcome of doing nothing? Overall, does your perfectionism lead to more positive or negative results? It's a really great place to check. Go through this process with each of the limiting beliefs you identified even if you think you know the answers already, you might come up with something new and the very process of overtly questioning your limiting beliefs can be helpful in reducing their power. Hello. Laugh at them. 
You guys, humor can be a super effective unblocking tool. It's hard for something to have power over you when you're laughing at it, when you find the humor in it. Make more jokes out of your limiting beliefs. I have a friend, Kelly, who is so great at this. She'll say, I have a belief, right? And then she'll she'll look at it and she'll really examine, is it true or is it not? And then she's got this great giggle that goes with it when she discovers it's perhaps limiting. So take them to extremes and come up with the absurd scenarios that make you laugh or at least not take yourself and your beliefs so seriously. That's the goal. So then what about formulating some new beliefs? This will break the power of your old beliefs. We call them enhancing beliefs. You also need to replace self-limiting beliefs with new ones when you're breaking them down. You need to believe in something to make sense of the world and give yourself a solid foundation for navigating through it. So for each of the limiting beliefs you've identified, turn it around and formulate a new belief that's more in line with your values today and that will support you in achieving your goals. We call them enhancing beliefs. And I will probably do an episode on enhancing beliefs all alone because it's so powerful. So like, for example, instead of I always have to do everything perfectly, you could say, I have opportunities to make mistakes and learn that will contribute to doing what's important to me. Imagine that. I always say that. I had an opportunity to make a mistake and I took it. And that takes the heat off of feeling bad or kind of beating myself up for whatever mistake I had made. And then I can get to the learning because that's really the purpose of them. Retrain your brain and make up new rules that enhance you. Although the brain tends to hold on to beliefs, it can also be retrained. Beliefs are basically patterns that the brain has identified. So by feeding it new patterns, you can literally start to rewire it. There are a lot of techniques you can use here. You can use affirmations, writing or speaking new beliefs repeatedly at specific times every day. You could use a physical object like the flip it coin you heard us talk about in episode five when my son Brad was on talking about overcoming adversity through his mindset. And he had that flip it coin that became an anchor for him. Carry it around with you, whatever that is so that you've got that anchor that helps you shift. You can also create habits that support your new belief, such as deliberately putting the new belief into practice in a small way every day. Make a small intentional mistake if you're battling perfectionism, for example. Oh my goodness, what could that create? Hello. Get inspiration to sustain you in what could be a long and sometimes challenging process, look for examples to follow. Find people in business or other areas of your life who embody the beliefs you're working on. Once you've identified these people to follow, I call them mentors that don't even know I exist. You know, the people out there that you know, you listen to, you look for inspiration and they're somehow become mentors to you and you don't even know you exist. But find them, read books by them, find out how they achieve their success and what they had to overcome. Find inspirational quotes and images and put them where you'll regularly see them. 
This is so important, you guys. It may sound silly, but I promise you it's not. We are that powerful as human beings to be able to shift our self-limiting beliefs and make up new rules that will then enhance our beliefs and have us creating rules that have us move us forward. So I want you to remember getting to know your self-limiting beliefs can take some time and you don't have to know them all in one day. Commit to utilizing the strategies of figuring them out and overcoming them and watch what happens in your growth. What you move forward in your career, business, projects, relationships, anything you might have been procrastinating on, I'm telling you it's going to blow your mind. And remember, we get to trust that more will be revealed. So take pause, be kind to yourself, lean into your champion, and live fully the best version of yourself. So thank you so much for listening today. I trust there was great value for you. And as you move through your day and take the lead in your life, be conscious. Bring up those self-limiting beliefs. Bring them to the conscious. I would love to hear what you're learning and creating along the way. As always, any questions you want to address, send them in or even record them. And I'll play them live on our episodes and we'll take them on together. So let's keep this party going and stay connected. I'd be happy to support you in any way I can with you taking the lead in your life. You can find me at kellyjmobeck.com and also on Instagram at Coach Kelly Mobeck. Have a great week ahead. And if it's not shaping up the way you want it to, take the lead and create a fantastic one. Bye, you guys. Thanks for listening to another episode of Let's Be Honest Before We Start Pretending. For more resources on taking the lead in your life, head over to kellyjmobeck.com and connect with me on Instagram at Coach Kelly Mobeck. If this episode was helpful for you, please feel free to share it with friends, rate and review it on iTunes. That's Apple Podcasts now. And at any time, feel free to connect with me and let me know what you want to hear next or what you're working on. I'm happy to help. Thanks again for listening. And here's to you taking the lead in your life.